You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey so that I can help you along your NFT journey and of course share many lessons that I'm learning along my own journey and I'd love to hear some of your lessons as well. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter where the whole NFT world lives. My handle there is Andy Storch, A-N-D-Y-S-T-O-R-C-H. And if you've been following me for a while now, you know a little bit about me and my journey. If you're new, you can go back to earlier episodes of this podcast and hear some different takes on what NFTs are, why they're so important, why I think they're exciting, some of the things that I've bought into, how to avoid scams, how to buy your first NFT, all of those things. And then I have some interviews with different guests. And on episodes 21 and 22 of this show, I'm sharing an interview that I did on another podcast called The Blockchain Life podcast with Carrie Overbrunner. If you haven't listened to part one of that interview, go back and check that out. And this is part two of that interview where uh, we talk more about uh, the power of NFTs, how it could transform art and help creators. We give an example of how it could work for a band or a musical act that you're really into. And I also share all the details of my VFriends journey, talking about the VFriends launch back in May, the things that I bought, how much I spent, what they might be worth today. Of course, this was recorded in January 2022, and these things are always changing. If you're listening to it later, you can check out the prices and see if they still match up with what I was talking about. But sharing some of those numbers, showing you what's possible, as well as the ups and downs. And you know, there are many of both. And I want you to learn from all of those things. I hope you enjoy the show. Again, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, where I'm sharing some lessons from these things. And reach out to me if you have any questions or ideas for the show. And without further ado, here is part two of my interview with Carrie Overrunner on the Blockchain Life podcast. Enjoy. Prior to NFTs, you could say, oh, well, I, I got an autograph from them. But how right. do you know it's an autograph? Right. right. I mean, this is back. Oh, bring that to all the time. Like an artist releases a, you know, a print, right? Yeah. It's a one of 100. Yeah. How do you know? How do you know yeah. there's only 100? How do you know he didn't create more? Oh, there's a certificate of authenticity. How do you know yes. that's real? Right. Now we do. The blockchain can prove that. Now, because of the blockchain, you can actually, for all the world to see, yep. decentralized time-stamped the whole bit. So I do think that it takes people at different levels, a little bit of understanding, like to see the, to see it. But once you see it, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yesterday. And by the way, I'm interviewing multiple people a day. That's how jacked up I am. I'm You're excited. Yeah. But yesterday we had, you know, and I said, what do you guys want me to call you guys? Cause you know, people had African-American black, they're like, call us black. So we had two black 20-somethings yeah. who are taking blockchain and they are going into car deeds, okay? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, they told me every car is sold four times in its history. Imagine if Honda created an On NFT. Average, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Imagine if Honda got a piece of that sale yeah. every time. And, they're, and you know, wow. And then they got into luxury items and then they got into actually prisoners who are creators Hmm. and they want, they tied it to a 501c3. So people who want to create a new life for prisoners 
buy the NFT. It's a tax write-off. It goes into yeah. an Ethereum liquidity pool, which, you know, I often mm. understand about that because I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but then it creates generational wealth so that people aren't in this inner city stereotype history yeah. where you can't break out. I mean, it's mind blown. The possibilities are are huge, right? I think there's I think there's a lot of possibilities for nonprofits, yes, uh, you know, as well as startups to raise money and say, you know, I'm actually buying this NFT and therefore I have a piece of this collection and I'm contributing money either to the nonprofit or the startup, and that's yes. kind of like your share, right? And you can always sell that later. Maybe it has comes with some art, and then they still get royalties based on that. And if it's done right, it could come with a lot of really cool things. So you think about a lot of nonprofits that do these like silent auctions for access yes, to certain right. things, you know, NFTs a lot of times are usually tied to some type of access. So you can do it that way where you've got this easy thing, you know, you do a launch and people can get this and it gives them access to maybe some celebrity or, you know, dinner or something like that. And then they can prove they're part of this club. You know, I support the, you know, whatever I'm trying Save to think of sharks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like some good, you know, United World way or whatever. Vision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big brothers, big sisters. Like I'm a big brother and look, I've got this NFT to prove it. And I've been member and I support at this level and there could be different levels. Once you throw in the access stuff, I think that's huge too. you know, take it back to the bands like 21 pilot, if they did right. something like that, you know, they could do it where the top level NFT, or maybe it's randomly someone gets backstage access to every yes. show. Right. Yes. That's very possible. And actually there's a band doing that. I don't know if you've heard of the band, uh, Avenge Sevenfold. They're kind of a, like a hard rock. Okay. I think they're more hard rock metal space. It's been around for many years since, yeah. I don't know, maybe 20 years. They're doing that right now. They're releasing an NFT project. And I think it's like a random, you buy in and like randomly someone will get that like backstage access That's pass. Cool. It's just That's really cool. cool to kind of reward yeah. fans. And it really, it engages fans as well, which is really cool. And in that sense, you're rewarding fans that might not have a massive big budget right because through the randomization you could buy in at a much smaller level and win the jackpot mm -hmm. um to back to your analogy 21 pilots you know it's funny we published the mom recently tyler's mom but the point is that they could go back that's the other thing because mm -hmm. of the blockchain these early bands or athletes or whatever, they could go back and say, now that they're huge, I want to go back to my first founders mm -hmm. that supported me when I was nothing and nobody. Yeah. And now we've won a Grammy and they could essentially create what you're saying off chain benefits, mm -hmm. not presently even, but for the original investors. Absolutely. Uh, the, the possibilities are endless in what you can do. Uh, and that's why I love it. That's why I'm so fascinated by it. And I also see, you know, projects that are doing really great things. So mm -hmm. for instance, you mentioned nonprofits, mentioned bands. One of the projects that I'm really excited about right now is called Boss Beauties, which is run by a couple who've had a company that's been all about empowerment and education for girls and young women for many years. And that's what this project is all about. So you buy in, you're supporting that. And that's their mission. And as it becomes cooler and more people want it, it becomes more valuable. And, and the value has gone up over oh, quite a bit over the last few days. Uh, but the mission is all about that. So you can feel like, okay, I bought into this cool project. It comes with a cool picture, but I'm actually supporting a great mission that I believe in. And you can see the things that they're doing all the time to support that. 
and and get excited about it versus like, oh, my friend works or I know about this nonprofit, but yeah. I'm not, you know, personally involved in it. Now you're kind of invested in it in its success, which is really cool. And and back to your point about the Picasso. So you owned a Picasso. Who are you going to show that to? You got to like yeah. bring them. You got to bring them over your house, or you got to. But now you're saying literally your smartphone, and yeah. because of blockchain, the world virtual gallery. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you pop that into Decentraland, and millions of people are visiting and seeing. I mean, the utility even of the social currency alone, not to mention some of the video games, Axie Infinity. We've had some. Hmm. special people on in, in that arena. So let's ask you some of the stuff that's a little edgy. You ready for this? Okay. So did you lose money? Did you make money? What V friends included off-chain benefits? What were those? Give us kind of like the behind the curtain roller coaster of like, oh, crud, did we make a bad decision? Oh, we were so yeah. smart. Give us some of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. I've had plenty of wins, some losses. I've definitely, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things that I've lost money on. I'll give you the V friends update. So the V friends, like I mentioned, I bought five of them for about 20 ETH, which was about 40,000 back in May. I picked up one more, I think in August or yeah, mm -hmm. late August for 9.5 ETH, which at the time was about 32,000. They did very interesting. Gary was really hyping things in early September ahead of this announcement that ended up being that he was auctioning some physical art, some of the doodles behind the V friends at a Christie's auction. The announcement did not meet the hype and uh, the price had a big run up. And then it actually like really fell after that over the next several weeks. So he thought the physical doodles with Christie's would be huge, but the response wasn't that big. Well, the physical, it was cool. And they did sell for, I think, over a million dollars or something like that. But he was really hyping it as this big announcement coming that's going to pump the price, you know, and you need to get in now. And then when the announcement came, people were like, oh, well, I mean, that's kind of cool, but it's not like as big as you made it out like it was going to be. And so the price started falling. It, it went up from, you know, I want to say around 10 ETH, or $40,000 at the beginning of September, all the way up to like, I think the high of like 24 ETH, which would have been, you know, like 70,000 or something like that. And then it fell all the way back down to like six or seven ETH over the last, you know, back in December. But lately it's been climbing back up again. So as you and I are recording this, I think the floor on VFriends is getting close to 14 ETH, which is like $48,000. Today ETH is like 3,200. So I have six of those. Some of them are rarer than others. One of them, the most expensive one I bought, at yeah, least at the time us. of show the us, auction, man. which I'm wearing on my sweatshirt. I love it. It's called the Gift Goat. And uh, so all of the VFriends tokens come with admission to VCon, which is the conference that Gary V is starting. And they come with admission to VCon in 2022, 23, and 24. He's never had a conference before. He's starting this. He's promised to make it essentially the best conference out there anywhere. And the only way to get in is by having a, a token, having an NFT. So it makes it, it scarce, right? There's only 10,000 out there. Some people have more than others, et cetera. So it already comes with that. And then this gift goat one that I bought comes with a minimum of six physical gifts per year for the next three years. So knowing, we, we didn't know what those were gonna be, but my wife and I talked about it a bunch. We listened to every podcast interview he did. He kept talking about it. 
So we're like, all right, let's jump on this. We're more about experiences than things, but we we decided that the experience of getting this stuff will be the experience of going through this. So as we recorded this, the first gift has come out. It came out in December. It was, oh, and he decided, later decided that every gift, physical gift would come with an NFT also. So 18 physical gifts, 18 NFTs. Wow. So in December, we got our first gift. It was a collaboration he did with an artist, Danny Cole, who has a project okay. called Creature World. And uh, he gave us a physical print that was signed by both of them, Danny and Gary, and an NFT that kind of represented it's called goat goats arrival and creature world i think okay and anyway you the nfts there were there's only 555 of these goats those nfts are available you can go on OpenSea, which is like the marketplace for nfts yeah. i think the cheapest one right now is maybe about three e so maybe close to ten thousand. so you could look at that and then say whatever the print is worth i've pre- almost made my money back in the first maybe not quite as but half of my money back at least in the first gift and there's still 17 more gifts coming the also the price of these has gone up so i think one sold today for 38 eth which you know i bought it for five so let's say i'm using a calculator that's let's see 38 times 3200 about one hundred twenty-one thousand dollars is what one sold for today so let's say that's about what it's worth right now i bought it for 20k in may and now it's worth one hundred twenty thousand, and it's going to come with all these gifts. So that's been and a nice win. And three conferences. Yeah. And I, I think like, if we're just being open about numbers, you know, the six V friends I have, I invested about 70,000. They're probably worth maybe close to half a million right now, I'm going to say for the, the six Jeez. of them. So it's, they've done quite well. There's some other projects I've bought into that have done really well. Another one I bought early because of Gary was uh, world of women, which is another like women's empowerment project of two of those. There, I think Flora is about four ETH right now. Eva Longoria bought one yesterday and tweeted about it, which is kind of cool. You know, celebrity involvement, I think, is going to be, and I saw that coming with uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. Yeah, Eminem bought one. Yeah, Steph Curry bought one and changed his profile picture. And then I saw Jimmy Kimmel and I was like, ah, it's over. And it's really taken off since then. So those, you know, I missed those. But I got the Mutant, which has gone up. You know, that's, I think their floor is like 15 ETH right now. So, you know, $45,000, dollars something like that. But I've bought a couple of things that have gone down. I've been scammed once. And you talk to most, I think, veterans in the NFT world. Everybody has their story of being scammed. So I got excited about a launch of a new project. And, you know, the founders were anonymous. and But there was a lot of hype. And I, like, minting time came on, like, a Sunday. And I jumped in and bought it before really digging in and doing research and like seeing what was going on. And right after I bought, I think like five of these, there were a bunch of people on Twitter and in the discord saying, this is a scam. It's a rug pull. Don't buy it. And I was like, Oh, I already did. So I think I lost about a thousand eight, 800 to a thousand dollars on that. It was a, it was a, an expensive lesson learned, but yeah, you but, know, but, it could have been a lot worse. But comparatively speaking, yeah, you've, you've, but see, that's interesting. You know, even the entrepreneurial world, I think entrepreneurs, even the word bearer of risk. Yeah. Oh, and- you, you know, going into this, it's risky. It's a lot yeah. of ups and downs. There's another one just to like, it's not all, it doesn't sound like all flowers and rainbows for me. There's another, it was like an art project from this artist in New Zealand that a friend of mine was into, and it was just going up and up every day. And it was one of those like, I don't want to, you know, like FOMO is a big driver in this world. Mm. And like, oh, I don't want to miss this. And I watched it 
go up and the next day go up and I'm like, oh, finally, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on this. And I did, and I bought it at like the exact top of the market. And it just has gone straight down since then. Now I didn't, you know, we're talking a few thousand dollars I've lost, nothing compared to, again, the gains outweigh the losses, but you know, these are, this is a risky proposition. And that's why like Gary and others only play with money that, you know, you can afford to lose. Yes. Um, And things also move really quickly and people get impatient. So you buy into something and this great long-term vision, but then like everybody else gets impatient and leaves. And so the prices drop, you know, kind of thing. So that's been interesting to watch. Do you follow Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory? Yes. So, you know, Tom Bilyeu founded Quest Nutrition and sold like a billion dollars or something. And he started Impact Theory, which has been this really successful podcast, YouTube Mm -hmm. channel. And he launched an NFT project, I want to say in October, something like that. And he has this really long, like 20 year vision for it. It's kind of like buying into a startup company that has this really long roadmap. But the price hasn't really gone anywhere. It hasn't gone up. Like, you know, I bought several of them. It's been pretty flat, you know, compared with like a VFriends or something else. And I think part of the reason is he's not in there like hyping things up. He's just like at work. He's just like going to work building his company. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes people get really impatient. But I think that's another good example of, hey, here's this guy I believe in. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bought it is I really love his mission, which is to, I think, instill a growth mindset in every kid by the time they're 15 or something like that. Yeah. Like it's a really awesome mission, right? And and, and he wants his to wife, do- his wife Lisa, they're I mean yes. they're they're a power couple. Yeah, yeah. So Lisa founded it with him and they're creating all these other projects. They'd released one called Mary Mods, which is like apparently the two of them are obsessed with Christmas. <laughs> I found out later. <laughs> okay. Like really obsessed with just like the whole like they're not even religious, right? Just the whole idea of Christmas. Yeah. They came out with this Christmas project. They're creating an animated series, all this stuff. So anyway, like you take someone like that and you're like, I follow them. I believe in them. Let me buy into this and and see what they do with it. Right. And so I think there's going to be a lot more and more opportunities like that mm. with influential people, entrepreneurs, artists, whatever you follow. So like Gary Vee is my guy. You might have somebody else, right? That you're like, mm. oh, I really follow this, you know, whatever. It could be artist, could be an entrepreneur, could be a, you know, a, a religious leader. It could be a politician, yeah. like could be anybody, right? There's just like so much possibility and that's that's what gets me excited all right so here's a couple lightning round questions this has been amazing by the way because folks andy when i reached out to him he said "Ah, you know i'm kind of a new guy to the nft space and i knew you would deliver but you've you've over delivered man you gave us the inside track to earning money, losing money. And again, this isn't an investment show. So don't, right, right. don't do anything folks and say, we told you. Yeah. But a couple things. So you're a creator. You're an author. I yep. see your book in the background. Yesterday, the folks who spoke talked about being producers in mm-hmm. this space. I heard a lot today and nothing wrong with that, but I heard a lot today about you being a consumer. Yeah in this space and, and an investor. And I mean, right. it's amazing. Do you ever feel that you will be a producer in this space too? Or does that, is that like, nah, I'd rather ride the, you know, be in the game rather than, you know? Yeah. What do you think? It's a good question. It is definitely been something that's been on my mind up to this point. You're right. I've been a consumer and investor. And fine. Yeah. I am a creator 
right? Of, of content. I've got a book. I have three podcasts. I produce content almost every single day on social media. So I'm definitely a creator when it comes to like the social media world and, you know, that sort of stuff. And therefore, I, I do think there's an opportunity there. And I've been thinking about, you know, creating an NFT from my podcast or my book. I'm kind of waiting for the right idea. I don't, you know, it's the same thing with like, I consume books for, you know, decades, right? Yes, Before I it. finally produced one. And I know yeah. you've written many books and, and know the benefits of that. And, and I finally had the right idea. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just write a book to write a book, but I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah. And put it together. Perfect. Perfect. So folks, Andy's fantastic. Hasn't he been? The guy has uh, a podcast around NFTs as well. So if this topic has got you excited, if it has uh, piqued your curiosity, I want you to watch and listen to Andy's podcast. Andy, what is your podcast name? So the new podcast is called My NFT Journey. And uh, the whole idea was just to share my journey through NFTs and teach the things that I've been learning because I know a lot of other people are going to be jumping into this space. A lot of companies are jumping into this space. And, you know, it's a side fun project like what you're doing to share sure. my journey, to educate others, uh, and hopefully build my brand in the space as well. I love it. So I like what you're saying. You're saying rather than just create an NFT project just because yeah. you want to be thoughtful. And I know Gary V did a lot of research before yeah. he launched his own. I'm doing a lot of research I don't know if I'm going to be launched. You know, te right. technically, I already have an NFT collection on OpenSea from my artwork that I did 20 years ago when I was writer's block is my project. Hmm. And uh, that's the first time I've ever shared that publicly. So I'm not even I'm not even really selling or in that. But I just thought, you know, the only way I'm going to learn is to jump in. Yep. And so that's it. That's the uh, way to know, learn. People want to yeah. learn, like go buy something and then maybe think about creating something. It, it's really not that hard. So I'm just waiting for the right, you know, right idea. I'm talking to a couple, an artist friend about it who has his own collection, who said he wanted to help me and create something for me. So, you know, it, it's going to come soon. I just want it to be the right thing. That's so cool. All right. So that was one question. What's in the future for you? You know, you've made a, a good run at some investments here where are you going to go with all this? Like maybe it's secret stuff, but what, what, what do you see the future? No, there's no secrets. I mean, you know, I'm built, I'm still building my business right in the corporate space and the communities I run and my brand, I want to make a bigger impact on the world. And I think hopefully this will help enable me to do that. And I also see most of the NFTs I've bought as long-term investments, kind of like with stocks. So mm. it's only been a few months, right? If you bought Amazon and held it for a few months, People wouldn't be asking like, well, what's your plan? Like, I'm going to hold it for 20 years, you know, like I have. I first started buying Amazon and Apple stock in 2011. It's been 10 years and wow, there's still, and Tesla as well. I mean, they're still great companies, right? I'm, I'm holding, um, just like I'll probably hold these for a long time. That said, I mean, my wife and I, you know, it's good to be, have your spouse on board. If you're getting into this game, we talk about our long-term plans and like house me might want to buy and, and things like that. So you got to kind of figure out what's your time horizon you know, all that sort of stuff. And then I, I definitely want to get into creating and, you know, maybe helping others in this space down the mm -hmm. road, which is kind of why I created that, that podcast. Is there going to be a price that you're going to sell your, your favorite NFT for? That gift goat? I, I don't think so. I don't think there's, uh, I mean, everybody has a price, right? Yeah. 
but I don't think so. In fact, my wife and I had this conversation the other night because I was like, I was getting really excited because one sold for a whole bunch of money, like 41 ETH, whatever I mentioned. And then like the floor, which is like the cheapest one was like 48, you know, which is like 150,000 or something. And I was like, look how expensive they are. And she was like, well, why does it matter if you're never going to sell it? I'm like, I don't know. It's <laughs> just fun. <laughs> right? Like, wow. Um, but I'm excited to see what is going to come in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's promising big things and there's still 17 gifts left. Right. So I don't want to miss out on that game because I think they're just going to get bigger and better as he continues to do bigger and better things. And I know that, you know, if we make a decision like, hey, we, we want to use the money for something else, maybe we'll do it. But I would hate to I would hate to miss out on that. Right. And there's just so much possibility that it's a tough decision to ever sell one of those things if you really believe in it. Two more, two more questions. Thanks for your, thanks for being here, by the way. Yeah. Man. Um, you had your own health journey the last couple years, certainly since I saw you in London. Yeah. Give us the quick story and are you okay and what's going on as much as you want to share. Yeah, sure. I've been completely open and sharing a lot of this on social. So, uh, in October of 2020, I started experiencing a lot of pain, found out I had uh, a lump on my testicle that turned into testicular cancer. Uh, I had surgery two days after I published my book and uh, to get rid of that. And then I found out the cancer had spread to my stomach and my neck. I was like stage 2C or stage 3 testicular cancer. And uh, doctors recommended chemotherapy like pretty quickly. I'm a bit of a naturalist holistic kind of guy. So I researched and started doing a lot of natural things. It didn't, it wasn't enough. I was in a lot of pain. So I ended up doing chemotherapy starting in January of 2021. You know, about the same time I'm getting into all this stuff, like on the side in the hospital and then laying on the couch, right? Like with a phone, like still doing social media and and researching this stuff Mm. um, and trying to keep my business going. So did chemotherapy as well as like tons of research, tons of reading, big changes from a health perspective. In March, I finished the chemo. I did a scan. Doctor recommended one more cycle of chemo. I took a weekend to really reflect and think about where I wanted to go and ended up turning that down and deciding that I think my body can heal on its own. Um, Invested in some other really expensive, like natural things and kept doing all the things I knew I needed to do to keep my body healthy. And pretty much got back to regular, got back in the gym, started doing yoga again, lifting weights, traveling with my family. Mm. Uh, And then it took a while, but in December, I got a scan, a CT scan finally to kind of see if the cancer was gone. And actually just got a call from my oncologist this past Saturday, like four days ago, saying that the scan came back normal and my cancer is gone. I'm officially in remission. So wow. it all worked out and Crazy. yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was a, I was a bald guy like you for a while, yeah, I lost all were. my hair, but, but I got it back and yeah. hair I don't care about, but more importantly, my health and, and I'm yeah. here for my family, which I'm excited about. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, this was mind blowing. We'll have to bring you back when you make more investments and, you know, dominate the space. So thank you. And again, tell us own your career, own your life is your book. My NFT Journeys, your podcast, any anything else? Yeah, the book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, as you mentioned, My NFT Journey. I'm pretty active on all the socials. 
I'm on Twitter every day doing talking NFT stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also active on LinkedIn and Instagram if anybody wants to connect with me there, especially to talk more career and personal development. But if you're in the NFT world, everything's on Twitter and you can listen to my podcast, My NFT Journey. And I'm excited to keep in touch with you, Carrie, yeah. about your journey living the oh, blockchain yeah. life. And I appreciate you having me on. Thank you.